Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud podcast with your host Samarth and Samyak. In today's episode we speak to Pawan Kumar Rai. Pawan is the co-founder of Finshots and Ditto Insurance. Finshots is one of the largest publication and media houses in the country that distributes content related to finance, investments and the economy of the country. Ditto Insurance is a byproduct of Finshots that focuses on simplifying the insurance buying and paying capabilities in the country through demystifying the end-to-end process. In this episode, Pawan talks about his journey from IIM Ahmedabad, him being a stock trader and a stock analyst. How did they end up starting Finshots which was initially called Finception? How did they build an entire distribution network and channel? How did they end up quitting their jobs of IIMA to start up? How did Zeroda back them and they became a funded venture? How did Ditto Insurance start and how they are using Ditto Insurance to demystify the entire insurance tech space in the country? This is a fun-filled episode of how IIM kids end up starting up and they are trying to demystify one of the most tough ecosystems in the country in terms of the insurance tech ecosystem so dive into this episode to understand more on insurance tech and content distribution hey pawan thank you so much for joining us to the thinking out loud podcast we are super super stoked to have you here uh, just a little introduction for the audience about who you are and what you've done so pawan is the co-founder of finshots and ditto insurance having completed his mba from iima finshots was started at the concluding notes of your time at iim ahmedabad and probably one of the most read pieces on finance and news is finshots and ditto insurance is trying to completely revolutionize the way we knew the insurance or insurance tech industry in india so again thank you so much pawan for taking out time in the weekend to join us for this wonderful conversation super stoked to have you here thank you so much thank you nice having me here thanks first thing first you know we you know you're all co-founders are i am amdavad students and you know you started your journey not all not all, not all. Only, okay only so three. banu banu you and uh, one more shrey three, three, right? three were batchmates and the uh-huh. cto who is also the co-founder he was okay. from id delhi understood so what motivated you in the fact years of i am amdavad to kind of start something in the content space in the first place oh, honestly there is no there was never uh, idea of, of getting into content space we never wanted <laughs> we never thought of becoming a content company it was so it started uh, on a very different way i mean i was uh, like uh, trading before that before that even in entering ima and uh, i had seen a lot of these brokers stock brokers doing a lot of things and then a lot of financial media as well i mean money control and all i mean there was no one platform that was uh, you know very unique in the way you know something very easy to consume i mean uh, there was a need for you know not just uh, bringing creativity in the stock market uh, it's also to make the entire stock market things understandable or consumable to a millennial or you can say a normal folk because if yeah, back then in 2016 if i ask some of my uh, peers to that if they know about stock market they were completely unaware they were not even aware it was a alien thing right so back then then i you know i was thinking ki why not you know do something in the stock market so i was in my second year and uh, 
I decided that uh, it should, you know, I should rather work on um, doing something of my own, start something of startup. Why not? Why not to start a startup here? And uh, so the idea was initially not to dabble into startup because I was alone at that time. I started a project under a professor to increase the DMAT penetration in India. Now, do you, along with that project, when uh, I was working with him, I realized the fact that this is a good problem to solve. I mean, how to in, in improve the DMAT penetration, right? Now, you can do a lot of things. You can make them understand uh, content and education becomes a part of it, right? Now, you will help them understand, ki, okay, this is uh, something, you know, uh, a lot of people might not understand the jargons, not, might not understand uh, what is Nifty 50. I mean, there were a lot of things that we wanted to solve for videos and all. So it was overall a project. Uh, and then uh, I really liked doing that project, you know, when I was there. Uh, and uh, in course of two, three months, I'm in the mid, I decided ki we have a scholarship there, right? Uh, why not, you know, take that scholarship and start a startup? Now, when I wanted to, I, I, before that, I never had any experience of starting a startup. Neither I read a lot of books about startups. This was nothing, it was nothing there. Though I wanted to become an entrepreneur, but uh, it was never something I thought about. And, you know, like some people used to read about these stories of Flipkart and a lot of young entrepreneurs that change. I never right. used to do that. Uh, it was just all of a sudden that I decided, you know, it's it's better than doing a job. I just felt like that, right? So freedom was something I really admire always in my life. So I felt, ki, you know, I mean, uh, I thought maybe MBA will change a few things, but <laughs> it, it it doesn't change. So I just uh, felt, ki, why to go into a similar line? Let's take the risk in this life. Whatever happens, we'll right. see later. Uh, as a person, I was always a risk-taking person. So it was quite not that big decision at that point of time. I mean, then I started searching for people who will join me. I started talking to a lot of professors, a lot of uh, CIA people as well in our, because we have an incubation center at our, mm -hmm. I'm the one. I said, why not? I mean, why can't we should serve? I mean, I can do something. Then in the process, I met a lot of people as well. And uh, meanwhile, you know, my friends who were my current co-founders, they were also my batchmate as well, my mm -hmm. dorm mates. So I pitched the ideas to them. And uh, since that was uh, just a three month old, three months before the placement. So mm -hmm. I also lost the hope that somebody will join. Right. But uh, I was ready to you know talk to people and talk about the idea. We can do this. We can do that. Right. Uh, so at that point of time, the idea was just to become a stockbroker, intelligent stockbroker, like smart stockbroker. Mm -hmm. Obviously, initial idea is always a rough idea. You always iterate, right? So, meanwhile, uh, one of my friend, uh, who's right now the main editor of FinCharts, Shrehit, he liked the idea. Uh, he was very excited. Let's do something, and he was also resonating on the fact that you know, I mean, uh, what will you do when you join somewhere? Right? Let's start something here. Which I mean, the basic I I think resonate people resonated on the fact that you know you'll do, get to do something on your own, right? Obviously, we all have lo loans and all, but uh, I mean, this type scholarship thing was something I, we thought maybe we could do something and maybe we could raise funds, right? That was a thought at back then. Pretty naive, but yeah. Then uh, no, another co-founder who was my dom mate, Bhanu Arish, uh, we convinced him as well. Uh, we brainwashed him, though he already had an Amazon PPO. 
so he was a place comer so in no chance he would have joined but uh, since he was a good friend uh, of us mm-hmm. so we pushed him that you should also join no you should also join and uh, obviously we uh, we thought ki maybe we need you know a good team in place so yeah we i mean we literally call it brainwashing of him <laughs> we put him also in our team we so we together started then and started working on this project together so then back then we only wanted to talk about being a stock broker and making ppts and raising funds that's what we used to think for next 3 months until we graduated the moment we graduated and the majority of the folks left for their job then the you know the reality we faced the reality that nobody is going to give money <laughs> you don't have the necessary skills so how do you build a startup now the real question starts ki what do you do now now you don't have money to become a stock broker you don't get that license also yes what to do now so the and we nobody had like money also so how do you how do you go about it so back then then we obviously talked about how we want to make uh, finance simple and you know stock market simple easy we started doing a lot of research in ahmedabad and then we started ki theek hai you know let's start with ipos we'll write about ipo because writing is something making a website and a blog is something very cheap right that is that you can do from anywhere and it doesn't require a lot of money so we started with a blog called finception okay and uh, we started writing about small small ipos that time it was an sme ipo small medium private enterprise ipos okay right then we realized nobody reads these ipos okay <laughs> then we started big ipos uh, like nestle i mean ipos in the sense uh, some current ipos and some big companies as well Mm-hmm. we started writing about that also good design. so good design and good writing skills was already there that in the genes uh, one of our uh, as i said shreyth was a good designer as well as you know good uh, writer mm-hmm. so and uh, we all used to do research back then and uh, in the meanwhile uh, we already since we none of us were a tech guy right so uh, his brother bhanu arish brother was a tech person who was working in the south korea he left mm-hmm. the job and he joined us in the midway then okay okay so now we wanted to become a product company again because we never had money that's why we were doing all that right okay so and one of our founder was writing good and we used to do research so it's always better to do something because right. in the long run we felt ki we can still acquire users and these users can use our product right right so that was there in the mind ki this this these users will know us we will build some brand right so we kept on writing for you know that 8 to 9 months and uh, we parallelly uh, the tech guy lokesh who was there he we we used to build something because we always wanted to come product we tried a lot of things why can't we do this a lot of mm-hmm. fintech ideas which are now already in the market we have explored and you know already figured out what will work in this market what will not a lot of things right now which runs sometimes sounds pretty obvious to us and we never mm-hmm. ventured into that it was very clear because we know where is the money we know what right. to exactly to do but it's just a matter of who funds us right right so finception was back then already established by 10000 users obviously we knew this is not scalable we knew back mm-hmm. then we used to write one long article a week and parallelly we were doing stuff that we could do this that but yeah as long as you don't get money you can't do anything credible correct 
then that finception article someone of the article you know one of the jet airways video we made it got viral and somehow zerodas founder found it and uh, oh. he invited us to bangalore and he decided to fund us wow okay yeah then we said ki yes you want to fund us and uh, hey we don't we are not a content or website company we want to become something else but we don't have money mm-hmm. right so then he funded us the first time for our other ideas as well which we which were not visible at that point of time <laughs> right so we scrapped the idea of inception and we realized that short short content will work because one year you have spent writing right you know correct what so all of us uh, founders we are we are aware how content works what yeah. was happening in the content thing we knew at least what media industry was doing and one and a half year we spent it was pretty long time to understand deeply you know what will work in this content industry and mm-hmm. what people want mm-hmm. nobody was doing quality this thing everybody was doing click bitey stuff yes yes yeah to just get views and all so we realized that is not a long run solution so we realized we'll start with a newsletter back then newsletter was a something a niche boom mm-hmm. and even zerodas founder was uh, of the same view we used to start a newsletter and uh, we started news fin shorts like that because idea was there that you know we'll name it something like fin shorts back then only we realized when we were doing conception and yeah so we just launched it same thing we did we had already a team who could write content and make graphics already <laughs> it was there and then parallelly we started making our product then initially we thought maybe we'll go dabble into wealth management but uh, yeah i mean uh, so it was always two companies running parallelly it just mm-hmm. one was only visible so people felt we are a content company that was the only difference Correct. here Yeah. Understood. So, uh, just diverting a bit because you said you know back in the days you used to trade. So, like I always feel if you if you are a trader, you'll always be a trader. So, you, do you even trade now? Yeah. Or, no, yeah. I stopped it. Okay, you stopped it. So, because uh, like I also uh, have started trading, and I used to trade before as well. But when I was working with MNCs, there are a lot of restrictions, right, in terms of trading, investing, and stuff. So, once I stopped doing that, since last couple of years. uh i've i've been trading in you know uh, all the instruments like options and also i feel that even if you kind of move anywhere the trading remains an integral part yes, right? like yes yes yeah. yes no it took so me a lot of time to get over it <laughs> yeah like if you are doing something full time you have to like be there and you know no it uh, takes it's lot it's quite taxing people ignore absolutely. that Absolutely. Just because just making money, but it's quite taxing, and I don't want to give a space because at the end, what do you want? You want to build wealth, right? Now, right. the real wealth is investing somewhere in building a company that creates the right. real wealth. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I think Nikhil Nikhil Kamath is a excellent trader. Like he he is a, he does yeah. it uh, uh, full time because he doesn't have a team which he manages per se. Like I was recently watching him as well. So he mm-hmm. does all this. You know, he has they he manages their entire uh, uh, fund because they they've started this new fund as well where they are investing in startups and stuff so yeah i think uh, trading is has always been very uh, attractive and because it gives that adrenaline rush i feel uh, that, that is the reason that company. is the reason that yeah. is the reason why i did right. agreed agreed yep but uh, yeah honestly great story sorry go ahead so pavan just to you know follow up questions on you know the entire finshot story right so uh, i think this question is something that probably a lot of people would have asked you but just to double click on it as to how did 
uh, FinShorts manage uh, their revenue or their finances in the early months, right? Because again, that time you did not receive any external funding, correct? And secondly, I think uh, at that time, the startup boom slowly, slowly was happening, right? So essentially what happens is that uh, people have a rough idea prototype or, you know, a semi-functional MVP and then they go to investors to, you know, um, get funding, right? But what you were saying was there were two companies running parallelly. One was visible, one wasn't, right? And then Zerodha founders came to you. So, I mean, what approach are you taking is my question, right? Because most founders go to VCs or angels to, you know, raise funds, but for your journey, it was a little different. So just wanted to understand the perspective on these two things. Yeah. So the reason, see, the point is FinShorts uh, started after Finception. When we raised money from Zeroda, then we launched FinShorts. So money we had. Zeroda invested, so we ran FinShorts. Even before uh, FinShorts, we used to have, we were running that on the stipends, okay? Our mm. own salaries we were running on that right now even if uh have not funded it right we could have run on the stipend same thing FinShot because it's running it because found, everything is done by founders there in FinShot. so yeah. you don't need any external money there was no employee there was no hire okay so it was as good as uh, zero expense this thing whatever we were spending on here and there this that thing but yeah so money was not an issue uh after we raised funds from Zeroda. And through that, we, you know, we hired people and uh, ran parallelly things. So VCs approach what you uh, asked in the second, this thing, we tried a lot of VCs during our inception days, but uh, we realized, I mean, they don't understand what we want to do and right. our, our mindset doesn't match at all. Okay. And uh, um, we thought in a different direction, we were doing something that don't scale, but will scale after a while. Once you master that skill, mm. right? So. And uh, VC approach, we realized after a year and a half that, you know, this, this, this is not the right direction to ever go. And we, we realized that we will never go in that direction. That's in the, in in, at least in the short run, because we don't want that. Maybe in the longer run, once you have a very big company, you want to take money like a private equity and all that is fine. Mm -hmm. But what the current model, how VCs work, it dilutes our customer experience. Correct. Correct. Makes sense. So, so I think, uh, yes, yes, I'm like, yes. So it, when you say it dilutes your customer experience, you're saying basically from the perspective of, uh, uh, you know, since they are funding, they have a lot of say in what you should do, what you should know. And, you know, what you exactly want to do, that might be diverted and you have to follow yes. what they say. Because, yes. Correct? yes. Yeah. So basically they will see at the end of the day. I mean, I'm not talking about all the VCs, but a majority of them will see a return. Absolutely. On investment. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. And then the entire thought process of the company changes, right? Of the entire board and management changes, how you want to go take this ahead in the longer run. Mm. So we as a company will uh, keep customers at the center of our all decisions. Right. So we are extremely customer centric and uh, the entire decisions we make, we let go our revenue also five, 10%. If it, if it creates, uh, you know, cust- good customer experience. So we have done that only and we feel, you know, once external voices kick in, right, it becomes really difficult to take such decisions and, you know, let go of five to 10% revenue just to make customer experience better because I don't think any VC will allow that. Yeah, agreed. 
makes sense so uh, like personally i love your content i it's it's like my uh, end my day with reading fin shots uh, for me so uh, the mm-hmm. content which you put i think every teenager or everyone who's in their early 20s would love to read or maybe late in the 30s 40s also but mm. how do you go about researching planning uh, you know executing the entire thing because you're four co-founders so obviously your roles and responsibilities will be properly divided so how does entire process i work? mean i mean see uh, i'm telling you again and again uh, now things look very easy we have team to do that and there is less less involvement we still one of the founders is involved but initially back in those days we used to research okay me and uh, harish used to research shreth used to write and we used to publish it then one of us will make some designs and make it as an infographic and then we push the article so that's how it used to work right so research wise i mean obviously what what is trending what kind of topic will be you know people will like to read it shouldn't be boring it should be interesting so all that kind of uh, editorial decisions and all you know We used to take together, and you know, article used to get published. So, some point was very simple. Like right now, I mean, it's initially we used to get involved for the research also, but now uh, because we our another company is flourishing, so majority of our time is going there. So, I mean, right now it's pretty structured. We have a team who can diligently do everything end to end. It's like a well-oiled machine now. Understood. Understood. so everything like the your content team which would be in place now they take the decisions on what to write on how to write on creating infographics and pushing the content i mean we have writers they also they write three to four articles based on that which we like we feel you know uh, okay the, one of our senior editor and uh, founder takes the decision and publish it okay so in short is in short is now i will tell you i mean initially when you start such thing it takes a lot of time and investment because you have to learn that skill okay right it takes a lot of effort so right now what i five tell you well oiled machine it's very easy right now for us because we have done it so many times but initially back in those days same thing was taking a very long time so in mm. terms of scalability we definitely but soon you do more and more times the same articles or some so same topics might sound very trivial to you because you have already dabbled into it past for example rbi publishing their report you know mm-hmm. uh, some uh, hiccups happening in uh, agri sector or something you might have done some article in last because you are writing from last four years correct so you have such a repository of content <laughs> that even if you don't have to put so much effort right yes yes yeah so that is the thing yeah so just to take one step back backward so you were talking about you know not raising funds because you know your whatever we wo- your goal of taking the organization way forward uh, you know sometimes it diverts away so how actively are you know the zero the co-founders uh, you know involved in maybe decision making or taking uh, helping you out with everything in terms of what you need I mean, like are they, they actively involved uh, they are not active they are silent partners they okay. they are i mean i would say next to zero involvement we mm-hmm. are operationally free we do whatever we want uh, mm-hmm. and they just help us in distribution maybe i we, for example we send something through zerodas distribution network right mm-hmm. uh, using it some somewhere like using sending pin shots is that through kite right okay yeah and- that kind of this thing but yeah they have almost they rarely interfere so that kind of freedom we have understood got it so uh, power now just shifting the entire discussion to ditto right like which is the more focus 
area right now so again i mean i read uh, bhanu's post on linkedin as well yesterday wherein he spoke of the entire journey right and you also at the beginning said that first you were focusing on creating a wealth management a trading platform right from there like how did the pivot happen to insurance right because again that's a sector that many people have tried their hands at but you know not many have seen the level of success that you know ditto has seen that too in such a short time so you know how did that pivot happen and you know like why from uh, a wealth management trading sort of a solution to an insurance or an insurance tech sort of a solution uh, did you guys move to uh, so honestly uh, i mean i think when you do startup right it takes uh, a lot of time to gain expertise in that particular sector you know and to become expert in that sector it did take us a lot of time to come up with an understanding to karna kya hai to an to, to an understanding where you understand ki you know what makes a lot of sense what makes business sense what 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 how is all about running a business like because there are a lot of noise out there and what to focus on what not to focus on if some if you ask me this question 3 4 years back we were like running a startup which means raising more funds or you know raising money from vcs and calling yourself successful so that kind of a narrative was there in the mind for initially but once you start building things you understand okay who's your actual real investors who 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 actually you should care for that you realize okay these are your customers so where you your peace of mind can always be i have seen a lot of companies raising multiple big rounds and at the end of the day appeasing just the investors and at the end you know uh, throwing the towel and just you know going going back to the bankruptcy or let's say mergers right so we never want to become that okay so idea was very clear the real investors are customers so if yeah. you could win them you crack the whole business model okay so back then whatever we were trying to dabble with uh, so we already always had this uh, idea you know ki uh, how do you make money from the process right how do you make money it's a very good question like people are, what is a business model i mean the idea is very simple if you add value to people's life uh, you will somewhere get to that point where you know how to make money okay but it has to be value addition right there has to be some kind of a value addition done to the users then only it can happen now with finshots we never wanted to do any kind of paid thing because it was very i mean that's not something we stand for i mean we have a very uh, standard approach and premium approach in how we do things we don't want to you know sound very generic sound very obvious we never wanted to build something very you say i mean you know material three product we never wanted to do that we never wanted to do anything like that so the idea was to you know i mean keeping finchot speed only as a worst decision a worst decision is the last resort decision if nothing works then till the time we wanted to do the experiment and this wealth management thing we tried doing it but at the moment we were not convinced that this we can it adds no value to the customer and even if I, i mean if that if that no value what kind of money you can make from them right it just becomes a engine of a raising fund so we don't want to get there and we we just drop the idea and uh, but that in wealth management platform there was one aspect called insurance and other was investing 
so we realized this insurance is because pandemic was there right so that insurance thing was anyways going on and doing a lot of buzz so we just realized that uh, okay why not i mean uh, this insurance we are anyways looking for apply for license and all uh, we thought you know let's give it a shot and see what we can simplify because we were anyways good in simplifying things so it was a bet that we internally took let's do this okay it it just came out of it it's not something we planned for right and uh, we saw yes we can do a lot of things we can make a lot of things simple and it might add a lot of value to our users and we just cut this thing and started this understood super interesting so i think the narrative uh, you know to make things simpler right from finception then to fin shots and then to ditto like keeping customer experience user experience at the pinnacle i think that i think that was a common narrative that i saw across the three uh, initiatives if i may say so yeah 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 that is that was always there we never did uh, we never made any uh, money in a lot of these things but uh, we eventually know the community was already built we already know that community will is really ha- happy with us that finchards community because we added a lot of value free of cost correct so i mean whatever we launch so now we are at a point it's, it's just not about insurance we can launch any fintech product and people will buy from us so i think because you put customer experience at the top right like that trust like right like you rightly mentioned that if we launch anything tomorrow people will buy it right like that that sort of you know drives the message forward uh, just to you know double click on that right so i think from our understanding and the research that we've done uh, in terms of the indian insurance market right like the biggest gap or the white space that is there right is the fact that the market is very fragmented in terms of people having very limited knowledge in terms of which product should we take or which insurance is you know the most uh, beneficial for us right so just wanted to understand your perspective on how ditto is trying to solve this coupled up with the whole um, experience or user experience point of view i mean see in terms of uh, if you see the market right i mean uh, insurance market is very hard to crack okay uh, the biggest bottleneck is not making a website or uh, coming up with a no spam policy a value prop the biggest concern is how do you get a lead okay the lead acquisition cost is so high that you cannot launch any venture in insurance okay it's it's next to impossible the lead acquisition cost until you make do something out of for it there is no way you can scale the product okay so the idea for us was we will play in our own niche our own community that was the idea and from there we'll expand slowly okay we'll slowly word of mouth we'll try to you know try to pull flywheels in to give us a, such a threshold force that it automatically start starts running right the flywheel and yeah i mean we didn't expect that it will uh, launch like this if the take off will happen like this well we never expected but yeah i mean we are also a little surprised that ditto made such a big dent that we are already the second largest online player in this country so let's see how it goes yeah so uh 
again you you spoke about the lead acquisition cost or you know maybe the cac customer acquisition cost uh, so you guys are doing a lot of influencer marketing right now uh, you know on instagram and stuff like that so how has that also uh, culminated has it helped you in growing faster than what you expected because right now uh, one thing we have uh, realized is uh, because of influencer marketing maybe your marketing sh- uh, spend is going a little lower because you are going through that influencer route rather than spending uh, a lot through you know facebook ads google ads other fo- modes of you know spend so uh, does it help in you know getting your cac lower facebook ad and google ad we never ran actually never tried we never did till now it's been we never did any paid marketing in ditto also till last year if you if i'm not yes. wrong yes yes okay. right. we never right. touched any we never did any paid marketing but uh, the, but it cannot run like this for long facebook ad and google ad we have still we are still not in the favor mm-hmm. uh, that game that game we don't want to play uh, influencer marketing i mean uh, keeping cac lower you can say i mean uh, you know anyways uh, we have lot of organic leads okay so doing influencer marketing is more like proper optimizing the capacity capacity in proper way because some day it might happen that you know the organic leads were not that you know uh, appropriate you didn't fill the full slots so you basically rely on these influencers to basically make up for that 10 to 15% of your capacity right so cat low i i don't uh, see because see it depends on what kind of influencers you work with okay uh, and what kind of uh, campaigns you run you have to be very clear about what kind of a campaign you run and how your marketing team frame those campaign with those uh, influencers because sometimes what happens that with the same influencers a few things might not work right because the message that you wanted to deliver was not delivered in the way right so it takes a lot of back and forth and at the end of the day it culminates to what how many leads you got and how much you spent so if your team has done that optimization properly so that cat will be a variable then in that case if you have not done it properly it will be very high now because you get got a lot of right. less leads right so right. yeah it boils down to that so you have to be internally little smart to how you want to position but yeah i mean it does it does increase spend of course for that 10 to 15% also but i'm telling again and again the company who will completely rely on this there is no way you can do anything correct there is no way you will out of the market yes so uh, you know obviously you your entire growth uh, of fin shorts and to some extent ditto until last year has been only word of mouth right uh, uh, and you know building a community around it so uh, you know what was your distribution strategy in terms of at least you know maybe creating a community somewhere or pushing your content organically uh, how how was the entire acquisition of customer organically with word of mouth uh happened over the last 3 4 years without spending oh, a little so on you know actually if i'm not wrong uh, you guys were not there in 2019 you joined imk in 2020 right i don't i am in 2019 2019 of okay. yes so we reached out to these uh, iims and iits to get a partnership with them and floating our newsletter in their email ids yeah so their finance clubs and all so that was the first strategy that we used and in all those colleges i mean i still have numbers of all your pocs back then 
I mean, I think there will be more than thousand universities in my WhatsApp contacts is now also. If you, I have shared with my marketing team, but now I don't uh, see. But yeah, back then we did that, and we reached all these colleges very fast. Okay, and from there we scaled up. Okay, keeping that first audience and those then of course those people joined us on LinkedIn, and then in LinkedIn through LinkedIn we used to create a lot of content and get new users. So yeah, it was a slow growth. a uh, slow growth in the sense i mean uh, uh, we can could run ads and get loads of users and boost 1 million 2 million but it was a very sticky audience who really loved you joined your community we never uh, pushed them to give this give that or share this that get referral or nothing we did nothing the simple reason was ki we wanted to keep it very open and you know lovable okay, okay whoever wants to receive right now also how many website you have seen who gives subscription like this they will ask you for log give your email id to log in yeah right yes to get yes. the email we never did that we so just isko padhna hai aao padho aur jao we mm-hmm. don't want if you are not if you don't want daily don't subscribe as simple as that right so that level of you know uh, trust and that level of freedom that we have always given because what will i do to take your email id if i know you are not a serious this thing what will i do with your email right so we never wanted to play that game and it was always finshot was always our marketing engine for in the local long run products so we already knew that we never we don't have to make money from this so just let it be a user base of people who really like you and love you who are your flag bearers and use it in the future products right so that's how it was uh, ideated in the long run and yeah i mean those those people who graduated from iims iits nits delhi universities purchased it to insurance after 2 years as exactly we thought you know they became your readers initially and now they are the consumers right so that's how it worked makes sense makes sense awesome uh, so pavan now you know moving to the concluding ends of our conversation right like there are a few fixed questions that we you know ask each panel member in terms of getting his or her insights on right so the first of those questions is that ditto and finshots are essentially two very different entities but they are merged and you know are working in cohesion of sorts right so how do you as a founder and as a team of four co-founders right go about hiring talent at your organization and in terms of a long term vision right like what do you aspire of uh, seeing ditto and finshot say 10 years down the line like how do you see these two very different companies bring about together and you know reach to a particular level uh, i mean see uh, in terms of ditto it's very clear we want to become the largest insurance player in this country uh and uh, what i feel is you know major it will become a trust house for sp- things like in any financial products like just like how you use google for any search engine and you trust google so much right i mean it's just like a de facto brand just like you know godrej ji yaad aata right now you want to buy insurance you should remember the don nothing else right so that kind of a brand perception is created i don't want to stocky okay i want a 1 billion dollar revenue to grow i th- i feel that's a very short term and myopic view of looking how you want to build brand you should think something you know uh, that is sustainable and built for a long run 
thing. And I feel whenever we talk about each other, they feel ditto is something that should strike their mind from in the first go. And with Finshots, I, I mean, it's already um, a kind of a media brand. Which short run but uh, yeah i'm seeing going forward finsort will have a very high uh, brand uh, recall and authority whatever we write you know it's is right on right now only people believe uh, whatever is written you know if people have that since coming from finsort it will definitely be the right news right so in the news space we want to at least disrupt uh, these click bitey stuffs and you know though we we know frequencies and all matters but uh, we still want to grow our base to a level where you know <laughs> it's gets every news is you know uh, gets really gets really viral or you know people look up to it every day i mean it's still a lot of people might not know if you see there is a very very uh, small segment which still follows news that i mean you can say premium segment or college graduate segment right but yeah we want to go beyond that uh finshot because that's how the growth will happen for ditto also so finshots you have to understand it's a distribution channel of ditto right so more the distribution better for ditto makes sense totally and and i agree with your point of view because you guys create a lot of genuine content so if the content is genuine if the people like your content you'll by default get you know that word of mouth reach by default get subscribers or by default people will come back to the channel to kind of uh, you know read your stuff so so totally agree on you know making your content genuine and getting the audience organically uh, the last question we basically have like a it's like a merger of two questions uh, so one thing is what's your definition of financial freedom pawan and secondly what are the few books you know blogs or newsletters which helped you kind of grow as a human or learn which help you learn a lot in terms of your knowledge base whether it be finance insurance how to write anything so so these two questions together i mean uh, if you ask me financial freedom see for me i have a very different view i don't follow generic things and a uh, lot of generic views uh, i have my own thoughts and i follow that right or wrong of course the end result decide i believe you know i don't have to think if i like something if i have to buy you know i don't have to think whether the money is in my account or not that kind of thing if you have achieved that i think that's financial freedom of course obviously it depends if there is a limit to all luxury that you can have but uh, i believe for me definition is very simple i don't have to think twice whether i if i like this so much love this so much it should i should i should be able to purchase it buy it right because if in my experience and uh in my opinion i i feel you know the real assets are of course the experiences that you learn over the time right i mean i have banked on my experience a lot to come to here a um, lot of uh, i mean i have paid money to gain those experiences of course that's not sounds very financially savvy but i mean to me creating financial independence is more like you know it's it's not about just having money in your bank having an account and you don't know what to do and with inflation it is just treating you out but the real thing is how do you get those financial intelligence how do you know make money out of the money right so once you learn that the freedom itself will happen so yeah i mean i want to be more i i feel people should be more interested in those topics of creating money from the money itself if that happens i think yeah that is financial freedom itself 
agreed and and any books recommendations new yeah. writers which you obviously see i liked reading y combinator blogs and farnam street initially back in those days and still i sometimes read uh, books may uh, i mean intelligent investor one of one was street if you are really because i was a big fan of stock market right always the, i used to read all those books right notch and there are a lot lot many i mean it depends on uh, i mean for finance if you ask me obviously uh, monica halam's book is also really nice right so all these things you can follow i mean it depends uh, where you draw the line uh, but yeah i mean uh, there are a lot of good resources in the market you know if you want to really dabble on because i i, I remember reading a lot of inspirational stuffs from the farnam street and y combinator and it, it created a lot of long lasting impact in my life and uh, you know it, because the point is when you're doing a something like a startup you know it 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 cannot be myopic you have to think for the long term and uh, it's it, you have to have that kind of personality where you can imbibe those thoughts with you so yeah i mean uh, it, it did help me a lot now also i mean uh, i i mostly preach the same thing i mean uh, you know how to take better decisions how to create mental models where life's smaller or larger it it should not drag you for a long time right you should not you should have a clear regret frame not no regret framework where whatever you took you should accept it so yeah i mean i feel you know any any book news that are any resource that can make you uh you know create that those frameworks and mental models where you could make better decisions over the time with no regrets and, and you know uh more optimism right more good positive feeling i mean it's 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 a better thing i mean there are a lot of things i don't remember all of them whatever name i had i told you mm-hmm. yeah i think finance street is one of the best blogs right shen paris writes a lot on mental models and i think those are really helpful plus yes, yes. yeah plus charlie munger also has a lot of uh, write ups on these mental models itself so i think mental models is something which is really helpful if you can you know have it stored in your subconscious and can apply whenever it's required so totally yeah. agree so yeah thanks uh, pawan i think this was an amazing conversation we learned a lot and uh one thing would request you is you know keep uh, you know making such lovely content for all your you know audiences and i think they all love you uh, they love what finshots is doing they love what ditto is doing and it's i think one of the most genuine companies and i think after you know listening to this they'll believe in your vision and mission that you know you want to create something which is uh, scalable and you know heard of always uh, not as a company which you know just does marketing 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 for increasing cac but creating the most gen- genuine content in you know finance and insurance space so 